Welcome back to another edition of Viper Bites Saturday Night Football Doubleheader. We've got the Browns, we've got the Packers, we've got the Colts, and we've got the Cardinals. But first, let's try and make sense of this new COVID world in which we are living in. 300 players have tested positive since the beginning of last week. And this week, we've seen Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Dalvin Cook already ruled out. I mean, Kelsey and Hill haven't been ruled out, but Delvin Cook most certainly has. Taysom Hill, Trevor Simeon, J.C. Treader for the Browns. The list goes on and on. Now, those Browns, they have been hit harder than most teams have so far this year. They got the Week 15 Blues going on. They're getting a little bit healthier here as the week continues, but they lost a key AFC wildcard matchup to the Las Vegas Raiders last week. But the good news is it looks like Baker Mayfield is going to be back for this one. Case Keenum should be back for this one. Jedrick Wills will be back for this one. Why are these guys coming back? Well, regardless of how they test, by sounds of it, and again, I'm no doctor. I don't know the ins and outs of the NFL protocol here when it comes to COVID. But since they tested back on the 15th and the 14th, respectively, that puts their return date as Friday and possibly Saturday for them to come back. Now, for Nick Mullins, he wasn't great, but he wasn't helped out by his receivers either last week. 20 of 30, 147 yards, and a touchdown pass to Harrison Bryant. Yeah, it's not good. Donovan Peoples-Jones, I'm staring at you right now because you had a huge opportunity to step up last week, and you had a little bit of the dropsies going on there. But that all being said, you know what? Donovan Peoples-Jones, you're going to get a little bit of help too because Jarvis Landry, he's among those who are coming back this week. Now for Baker Mayfield, all indications are he is going to be back. With the weapons there, Jedrick Wills, huge, huge addition back to this uh, Cleveland Browns line. And it sounds like Baker Mayfield, he's had to block out a little bit of that noise here because like Tua Tungvaloa earlier this season, there are rumors and talks about Deshaun Watson coming back, uh, coming to Cleveland, possibly replacing Baker Mayfield. Baker, listen, block out that noise. You are in the thick of a wild card playoff contention here right now. And you haven't been good this year. When the opportunity has arose, you are 24th in the league in passing. 2,603 yards, 13 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Now is the time to deliver. The one guy that the Browns have counted on all season to deliver and has stepped up, Nick Chubb. Great matchup last week. I wish the Browns would have used him a little bit more. He still finished as the RB9 for fantasy. He still had 23 carries, 91 yards, and a touchdown. He would have had a second touchdown, but that got called back due to holding. Now, right now, those yardage, that 91 yards he put up last week, put him over 1,000 on the season. That has him as the top four running back as far as yardage is concerned. Trailing only the, only Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, who could be eliminated this week. Delvin Cook, who I already mentioned, who is out due to COVID. Now, the one stat for me that pops the most when I talk about Nick Chubb is the fact that he's second in the league with nine runs or more. He's got nine runs of 20 or more yards so far this season, showing that he's more than just a thumper. He can get out there and he can definitely wreak havoc once he gets to the second and third levels. Now, Green Bay, they are fourth in fantasy points allowed against the running back position, so it's going to be a tough battle for Nick Chubb. Now, for Jarvis Landry, he is a much-needed, welcomed addition to this passing game for the Browns. Now, while I doubt Mayfield takes advantage of the 32nd-ranked fantasy defense against quarterbacks, I feel that Jarvis Landry in his matchup against the 28th-ranked Fantasy defense against wide receivers, I think Landry can take advantage of that as far as we're concerned. Now, the Packers are allowing 39.13 fantasy points per game over the last four weeks to that wide receiver position. And Landry, although he has missed some time this year, in his nine games, he is averaging 10.6 
PPR fantasy points per game. And prior to missing last week, Landry had put up three straight 30 top 30 finishes when we talk about scoring and scored twice over those three games there in which he did manage to score rushing the ball once. Now, Donovan Peoples-Jones, man, you hurt me last week. I was really counting on you. Now, you did catch four passes. You had eight targets. You did most of your damage in the second half, 48 yards, and most of that production, like I said, happened in the fourth quarter. Now, there have been four occasions this season in which you have produced 70 more receiving yards and double-digit fantasy production. So you have some sneaker, sneaky value heading into this matchup. Who doesn't have much value for me, and I don't know how I make sense of any of this, is David Nojoku, Harrison Bryant, who combined for 40 receptions and 40 yards last week, and Austin Hooper, who missed last week. There's a chance that he has a real good shot at playing in this one. Now, what does that do? You put a big, giant lump of coal in everyone's stockings when you bring back a third tight end to the Browns. There's no way of trying to figure out who is in, who is out, who's going to be productive. And I'm trying to avoid this situation like I am Christmas fruitcake each and every year. I do not like anyone for the Browns at the tight end position. Now, the Packers, 11-3. and Huge last week. Top seed in the NFC. And things are only getting better for Aaron Sweet Feet Rodgers, who is leading the Packers squad thanks to his play the last four weeks. Look, Rodgers, last four weeks, 325 yards per game. Three touchdowns per game. QB4 over that period. Now, the pass, the Browns' pass defense has been good over the last four weeks. They rank fifth in points allowed to the quarterback position, allowing only 12.11 per game and allowing 688 yards and three touchdowns to go along with five interceptions in that period. But the big news here, Aaron Rodgers needs one touchdown to pass Brett Favre and sit atop of the record books for the Green Bay Packers as far as passing touchdowns are concerned. And I think we all know that Aaron Rodgers is going to gift himself more than he's going to gift anyone in his family, and he's going to get that touchdown and then some this week. Now, there are not many teams that limit running back production for fantasy like the Packers have the last four weeks, but one of them just happens to be the Cleveland Browns. Now, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, they feast a difficult matchup here against the Browns, who are only allowing 15.27 fantasy points over the last four weeks. If you split that production between Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, neither one of them has any fantasy relevancy, and that scares me this week. Now, Aaron Jones is the RB9 in fantasy this year. You'd think RB9 would mean you're getting touches, getting opportunities, but that hasn't been the case the last few weeks as he's only got double-digit carries once in the last four weeks, and that was last week. And as far as A.J. Dillon's concerned, he comes in as the RB23, but he is a huge boom or bust, risky play each and every week. And you know what? There's probably a good chance he does get a goal line carry, but do you really want to risk your fantasy semifinal matchups on should get a goal line carry? Now, after seeing 10 or more carries in four straight contests, three in which he had 15 carries, Dylan only had seven carries at one reception last week for 35 yards, and he did score. So I can't trust them. And the other, but who I can trust is one of the best receivers in the National Football League, Devontae Adams, and he don't care about no stinking matchups. The matchup versus the ninth-ranked Browns pass defense will be a difficult one, but start your studs, unless it's week number 15, and then just null and void everything I just said. Now, in the last four weeks, the Browns have only allowed one touchdown, two receivers, while Adams, on the flip side, has five touchdowns in the last four games. So something has to give advantage Adams, in my opinion. Even if you contain Adams like the Ravens did last week, doesn't mean he won't find pay dirt. Kudos to the Ravens. You held Adams to 44 yards receiving. 
He did score, and this was all coming off of three straight 100-yard games. Now, where, like the Browns' tight ends have been a mess, the wide receiver two option for the Packers is always up in the air. Now, Valdez Scantling, he is currently on the COVID IR list at the time of this recording, which means Alan Lazard should be the next man up, and there should be opportunities for him, but it's really hard to figure out how this shapes out. Hopefully, MVS misses this game. That means Lazard should have some value, but look, Weeks 11, weeks 12 were MVS weeks. He looked like the second option in that passing game. 19 targets. Then in week 14, it was Lazard. Lazard had 75 receiving yards on six receptions. But then last week, it was MVS again. Five receptions, 98 yards, one touchdown. That all led the team. Now let's move to the tight end position. Mercedes Lewis is good for the Packers, but not good for your fantasy rosters. He did produce... 40 yards last week against the Ravens on three receptions. And by, uh, by today's tight end standards, that's actually pretty good. Now, let's talk about more goodness. Let's talk about the Saturday night football, Saturday night fever. Get down tonight. Get down tonight. The eight and six Colts coming off a huge victory over the New England Patriots will head to the head to the desert to face the Arizona Cardinals, who are coming back, licking their wounds after a Bad loss to the Detroit Lions that dropped them to 10-4, and four, and now they sit behind the Green Bay Packers for the number one overall seat in the NFC. Now, for Carson Wentz, he has thrown for 3,005 yards, 23 touchdowns, six interceptions this season, and faces a Cardinals defense that has been very, very friendly for fantasy signal callers the last four weeks. Now, the Cardinals, they are allowing the six most fantasy points against the position this year, allowing an average 18.63 fantasy points per game. You know me, my standard 17 points is a solid start. So for me, Carson Wentz, great start this week. Oh, and by the way, the Cardinals, eight touchdowns that they've surrendered in the last four weeks is the second most in the league. Now, the running back position. I really don't need to say more about Jonathan Taylor that's already been said, but I will. Look, if you combine Austin Eckler, who's the number two fantasy running back, with Jeffrey Wilson, you add all their fantasy points, you still do not get Jonathan Taylor-type production as far as fantasy is concerned. If you ask me, Taylor is not only the fantasy MVP at this point, he is the NFL MVP. Look, weeks one to four, Jonathan Taylor was the RB20 in fantasy. From weeks five to 15, he has 70 more fantasy points than the next closest guy, and that gap continues to grow each and every week. Taylor has 11 runs of 20 or more yards this year. His 1,518 rushing yards is almost 500 more than Joe Mixon, who sits second. And he, and he, and, and, and Jonathan Taylor is third on the Colts in receiving with 336 yards. And he's got 19 touchdowns. Okay. That's just Jonathan Taylor, small sample size. Now, Michael Pittman is 20th in receiving yards for these Colts. And in the NFL, that's 889 yards. He would probably be higher on this list if he didn't get himself ejected last week. Look, Pittman, he has been good for fantasy this year, averaging 13.6 fantasy points per game. He sits 21st with 191 fantasy points on this campaign. Now, Arizona has been the worst. Yes, the worst in allowing fantasy points to receivers over the last four weeks. That's 47.87 fantasy points per game over the last four weeks. They have given up 50 receptions. 561 yards and six touchdowns. They have allowed 19 receiving touchdowns to receivers this year, which is the most in the National Football League. 
Michael Pittman, he should have a good game here. But will some of those fantasy points trickle down to the next level? Because Zach Pascal and T.Y. Hilton, they could use a little boost here right now. Combined, if you take Zach Pascal and T.Y. Hilton, what they've done so far in the entire 2021 season, you have 52 receptions for 565 yards. When Pittman got tossed yesterday for punch gating or trying to hit the guy from behind and then get in the swinging matchup, even more of that workload fell on Jonathan Taylor's shoulders. To have success against this Cardinals team, you need to make sure that Pittman is in and everyone else is clicking here because it can't just be everything falling on Jonathan Taylor each and every week because at the tight end position, Jack Doyle, Moelle Cox, there's not much production there. And Arizona, they're only allowing 7.42 fantasy points per game to tight ends. So really, I would not expect anything out of Jack Doyle or Moelle Cox this week. At least nothing I would count on in my playoffs. Now, we talked about that horrible loss to the Detroit Lions last week for the Arizona Cardinals. It didn't stop Kyler Murray from securing that bag thanks to that Pro Bowl nomination. And you know what? On the season, Murray, fantasy-wise, QB 11 while playing on only 11 games. His 22.6 fantasy points is the fourth best among quarterbacks. And he will be looking to rebound because I talked about how bad the Cardinals were in general against the Lions. Well, it kind of starts at that quarterback position where he threw for 257 yards. He had one touchdown, but he also had one interception. Murray's 3,039 yards in 11 games is impressive, and the matchup against the Colts should have him as a mid-range QB1 this week. Now, while the Colts have been tough on quarterbacks the last four weeks, they've actually been the third best on the season. They are 20th, and they have allowed 28 touchdowns to quarterbacks through the air, which is tied for the most. Now, speaking of touchdowns, as good as James uh, Jonathan Taylor's been, James Conner is right there, right behind him. We talk about Jonathan Taylor's 19 combined touchdowns. That's 17 rushing, two receiving. Well, James Conner, he's right there with him. I think all he does is score for touchdowns 14 times this year. Now, this is going to be a battle this week because I said on the Viper cast, I was fading James Conner as he's facing a Colts defense that's done a pretty good job against fantasy backs so far this season. The Colts are third in fantasy points per game allowed and have only allowed seven rushing touchdowns to this season. Now, we talked about how much success Connor has had in finding that pay dirt 14 times, but what we're not talking about nearly enough is he is the RB6 in PPR scoring. Yeah, think about that. PPR, John, James Connor, he doesn't get involved in passing game very often, and he is the sixth best running back in PPR. That's crazy to me. Now, what else is not crazy is what Chase Edmonds is doing. He is no slouch. When he is healthy and when he is in the lineup, he is averaging 10.9 fantasy points per game. And after missing four games, Edmonds was back last week, and he put up 53 yards on only six carries in that return. Expect him to be more involved this week against the Colts. Now, turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit terrified. Turn around, bright eyes. Every now and then I fall apart because I believe in A.J. Green. But every now and then I get a little bit terrified. And the Colts are scary when it comes to trusting wide receivers in your fantasy lineups, ranking number one in fantasy points allowed in the last four weeks, having yet to surrender a touchdown over that time. Now, Green, he sits second in receiving on the Cardinals behind Christian Kirk, more in second, with 718 yards in 13 games, averaging 15.6 yards per reception. I need you now tonight. 
I need you now more than ever. That's what I'm singing to AJ Green, and he's probably going to absolutely lay a goose egg after listening to my vocals there. Now, Christian Kirk is probably the biggest beneficiary to DeAndre Hopkins' injury. Last week, it was Kirk who led the team in receptions with nine, with targets with 12, posting a touchdown and 94 yards. This was coming off of the previous week in which he had three receptions for 86 yards. Kirk can be a deep threat, and he can do whatever else is needed for Kyler Murray to have success and this Cardinals offense to get clicking until DeAndre Hopkins is back for the playoffs. Rondell Moore, he looks like he ended up on the COVID list earlier this week, putting his status in doubt for this game. Moore, he has 54 receptions a year for 435 yards, but his real value it comes in terms of what he does to opposing defensive coordinators and how they have to spend some time to focus on what he does. And what he does is open things up for his teammates with his unique skill set. So that, if he is not able to play, that is going to be huge for how the Cardinals attack the Colts this week. Now, maybe the biggest play this week that I like the most, Zach Ertz. He is loving his time in the desert, and why wouldn't he? 395 receiving yards so far with the Cardinals. He's got 584 on the season. And in eight games with the Cardinals, he has seen 49 targets and scored three times. And this week, he gets a great matchup on the season. The Colts are allowing 16.97 fantasy points against the tight ends and have allowed 954 yards and eight scores. In the last four weeks, they're even allowing more points as they are giving up on average 19.6, which is the second most, and have allowed 23 receptions for 256 yards and two touchdowns. I really like Zach Ertz going on off big time this week. And when we look at this, the Browns, you got to come out and play because the Packers, they ain't playing right now. They're going to get ready. They're going to go. They got home field advantage throughout going on. And Aaron Rodgers, you know how petty he is. He has an opportunity to set to pass Brett Favre and secure his spot amongst the best in Packers history. Meanwhile, Colts, Cardinals, huge playoff implications on the line here. Cardinals trying to get that number one seed. Meanwhile, the Colts, they're still battling for that AFC self-title with the Tennessee Titans. This is going to be a great one all the way through. And as always, hey, if you liked it, give us a thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button on the Vipers Network. If you listen to us on podcast form, whether that be Anchor, Spotify, uh, Apple, make sure to take a second, rate and review. Hit me up on Twitter, at Matt Donnelly FF. Give me, give me those questions. I'll give you those answers. And as always, head over to FantasyPoints.com. One-stop shop for everything. Some of the best advice out there, all in one place. Do yourself a favor and head over to FantasyPoints.com. See you next.